Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm calling this episode 3.5. I had this idea in my head about a 12-episode series on data improvement and quality improvement methodology, and episode 3 got a little bit long, so rather than make it 13, I want to keep it at 12 because I like a dozen for some silly reason. That's what I want inside my head. Refer back to, I think, the early part of episode 3 with pattern recognition. 12 is a pattern I need to have. So this is episode 3.5, and we are continuing our talk about variation. If you graph the numbers of any system, patterns emerge. All right, Data is Revolting, episode 3.5. We're going to continue the talk about variation. So we talked last time about uh, needing to have numbers and time sequence if we're going to really understand the way our systems perform. Because at the end of the day, another reminder, this is all about building a better system. So we need to look at variation. We have to look at things in time sequence. Uh, And we talked a little bit about common cause variation versus special cause variation. So I want to talk a little bit more about that today. And if you kind of want to follow along visually, uh, you can go to Instagram. I like Instagram for this because it's uh, visual. It's lots and lots of pictures. Um, And so I had put up a, a couple of run charts or one was a year over year chart on diversion data. If you're saying, you're like, what's diversion data? Got to go back to listen to episode three. So I put up a thing with diversion data and you could see a bunch of months in a row. There was uh, uh, lots of common cause variation. No month was any different than the other. But there was this one really bizarre month and it's labeled month 25 on the chart, which was a January of one year where there's this dot that jumps off the page. And on the Instagram post for this episode, I'll have that circled as to that kind of astronomical weird data point. So everything else within that chart was showing common cause variation, just the regular everyday stuff. Um, if you want to think about the coin flipping analogy, again, you know, you flip a coin 50 times, uh, how many times do you get heads? Average is 25, but the, there's stuff all over the place. You can get 16, you can get 18, you can get 28, you get 31. There's lots and lots of different ways that if you sat people in a room and had them flip those coins, there's tons of numbers that are perfectly normal. And those are going to center around 25. That's going to be um, you know, the average or the median. We'll, we'll talk about averages and medians here uh, in a couple minutes. So you've got that common cause variation. If for some reason someone got a zero or a 50, we would call that special cause variation. Like something weird happened there. Um, we don't know what happened. Just that there's something really outside the normal process. And so on that diversion data, you can see that in the month 25. Something odd happened in that month. We would have to go back and do an analysis of what was going on at the time. Um, I've got some guesses, uh, given that it was a January. There's oftentimes, you know, flu and, and things go on within hospitals that make them really busy, that really burden EMS systems during those times. Um, we, we see that seasonally quite a bit. So it could have been that. It, it takes a little bit. That weird data point doesn't tell you anything about your system 
tells you nothing at all. Uh, another way that I've heard this described quite a bit is if you think about your your work commute, how long does it take you to get to work? And almost everybody, when you ask them that question, never says, it depends. They say, you know, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, 45 minutes. Uh, you live in the Bay Area an hour and a half, uh, depending on, on how close you live to your work and what traffic is like and all of that stuff. People will give you one number. And what they're probably giving you is the average time it takes them to get to work, kind of that central data point. Um, if I were to tell you it you know, takes me 55 minutes to get to work, which is roughly what it took me today, um, you wouldn't expect it to be 55 minutes tomorrow and 55 minutes the next day and 55 minutes the next day and 55 minutes the next day. You know, it's 52, it's 48, it's you know, an hour and five minutes depending on some days. But then if I'm going to work one day and there's an accident on the freeway that shuts the highway down and that day it takes me two and a half hours to get to work, I don't adjust my estimate of how long it takes me to get to work because of this one weird astronomical data point from one particular day in time. So that's special cause variation. That's that sort of weird outside your normal system stuff. And we'll talk about some uh, statistical tools that are really, really simple, really easy to use that will help you understand that. Um, And and that run chart, uh, actually it's a control chart that I have on the diversion data, um, is a really good example of that. You see lots of common cause variation along with that special cause variation. So that's a really, really important concept to start to wrap your head around of when you look at variation, say, what am I looking at here? Am I looking at just regular, everyday, natural variation within a system? Or do I have a bunch of, or do I have one or or many special cause variation points? If you've got way, way, way too much variation, sometimes that's a really difficult system to try to improve. Uh, oftentimes your first step on that is going to be, I don't want to make our performance better. I actually want to make our performance more consistent. Because if it's all special cause variation, if it's just chaos, that can take uh, a lot of work to make sense of. And sometimes that work doesn't really get you anything. So making a system that's more consistent, more predictable, more regular can be really, really good work in the face of lots of astronomical data points. Um, but if your stuff's mostly common cause variation, maybe with one data point that's weird, uh, two data points that, that are weird, depending on, on how much data you've got going on, that's a really good place to start improvement from. You sort of have what your system performs. So the other really important part to understand on this is that median. Uh, and if you look at the diversion data, it's a real bright blue line. There's a dark blue line that's sort of the graph of the numbers over time sequence. And then there's that bright blue line. Um, if you look at my curse reduction run chart, which is one of my favorite projects, the uh, try not to be a potty mouth program, um, you can see that there's this little, there's a dark blue line and there's a light blue line. And that light blue line in both charts is the median of the data. So that's kind of where the data centers around. If we were flipping coins, that would be at the 25 mark. Uh, For me in cursing, it was six swears in my work environment every day, which for me kind of felt like too much. Um, And why would we use a median versus just using an average? Um, The median on my curse chart, like I said, was six. Uh, The average of all of those data points was actually seven. So median and average don't always refer to the same data. Uh, an example that I like to use uh, is that if I'm hanging out with six friends and we're, you know, having coffee, 
shooting the breeze, doing whatever it is that we're doing. And suddenly Barry Bonds walks over to our table and says, hey, I overheard your conversation. I'd love to sit down with you guys and and have a chat. And like, awesome. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, so we invite him over to the table and he sits down. And now at our table with the eight of us there, we on average have 95 major league home runs apiece. So we maybe weren't all great players, but we were pretty decent. You know, 95 home runs is nothing to sneeze at in the big leagues over the course of a career, which really paints an inaccurate picture of that table of people. It actually isn't eight of us that were pretty good at a game. There was one person who was really, really good at that game. Uh, 762 career home runs, in case you're keeping score at home. I am. Um, And then there's seven of us with zero. So that average amount of major league home runs at that table really skews the data. That average doesn't paint a good picture. Versus if we were to calculate a median for the table, the median is zero. The, the normal amount of home runs, the kind of central tendency of home runs to have hit at that table uh, is none. The seven of us have none. And we have this one person with this astronomical amount. So that's why we like to use medians. I hope that example makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll also have a couple of pictures in the, uh, in the Instagram post on how to calculate a median. So if you look at my curse reduction one, uh, which was one that I, I calculated by hand initially, I wasn't using computer help for doing this work initially because I really wanted to kind of wrap my brain around the math. And the math is really, really simple. Um, and so if you look at that, uh, you know, the first data point is like eight, and then I think I'd I had a bad day, 14 swears, and then seven, and then four, and then five, and then six, three, 12, five, four, nine. Um, That's probably incredibly boring to listen to. Um, There's there's parts of this where it's not the best uh, auditory environment for learning data processing. Uh, The Instagram post will hopefully help a little bit. And so those marked out over time uh, gave me a median of, of six. And the way that you get that median is actually you take all those individual numbers and you just line them up from smallest to biggest. Uh, And I've I've got a post on the Insta or a picture of the Instagram uh, post that kind of shows what those numbers look like lined up. Uh, There's a three, a four, pair of fives, pair of sixes, a seven, an eight, a nine, a twelve, and a fourteen. And there's ten of them in there. You should technically have twelve for a run sharp. Don't worry about that too much. Um, And so the fifth number is a sixth. And the sixth number is a six. And so the, you know, right in between those two is where the median would be. Since they're both sixes, the median is just six. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can just use uh, an, a, a software, a spreadsheet software like Excel or Pages if you're on a Mac. Um, there's probably other ones. I don't know all of them. But almost all of them do these. Uh, they're fairly basic arithmetic things, although they're a little difficult to do by your own, although they're totally doable. We just kind of talked through how to calculate a median on how many swears I did. Um, But I've also got a picture of what a median function looks like. Um, It's in Excel, you do equals median, and then you have to put some parentheses and select the boxes that you want calculated. Um, But it's really easy stuff. You can watch a, a YouTube video in about 60 seconds and say, how do I calculate a median in Excel or how do I calculate medians on pages? And it'll it'll show you that really, really easily. Um, So that's how you calculate your median. So with 12 data points, we really like to see 12 data points before we talk about system improvement. You can plot your graph over time 
And if you look at the curse reduction one, the curse reduction one has a really good run chart uh, or the diversion data one, not the not the year over year over year. Uh, we talked about why that was a little bit misleading, but the actual uh, the control chart on that. So you plot it out over time the normal sequence that things occurred in you you put them on a chart and once you hit 12 you can calculate that median and that shows you where your kind of normal performance is if you were flipping coins it's the 25 uh if you were me and you were swearing at work it's six swears a day uh of of various shades of of profanity uh you know for our diversion hours it was actually really really low when we looked at it, we were all really comfortable with the amount of diversion there was uh, within the system. But you can see that. And if you then look at your median and say, I actually don't like that. Um, if this is a positive attribute, I don't think that positive attribute is enough. Uh, we'll talk about one of the improvement projects I worked on as we go forward in this uh, about administering aspirin for ischemic chest pain patients. Uh, and our initial median was somewhere around 30%. Uh, there a lot of stuff that played into that, and we can talk about that as we go on. Um, but it was like, ooh, that's, that is not good enough. Uh, we don't want one in three chest pain patients getting a medication that we think matters. Uh, when I looked at my swears every day at work, it was like eh, six per day. Not the worst performance on planet Earth, but maybe not exactly who I want to be as a professional. Um, and so I wanted to look at, at, at reducing that. So when you start with those medians, now when you go to implement a strategy for getting better at something uh, or reducing something, if, if I look at something like my swearing as an error, how do I make that go down? Or if it's something like aspirin, how do I make it go up? things that I want to improve. Um, this is really your basic starting point. So we've kind of talked about systems versus individuals. We've talked about what really what we're focused on is those systems. Uh, we've talked about how to start counting things, um, putting them in time sequence order, really establishing a really good way of looking at something in the real world and getting a good picture, a good sense of what our normal performance is. Um, normal performance uh, is a combination of those medians along with common cause variation. Uh, we know how to kind of look for that special cause variation and see something that's kind of kooky and astronomical that we maybe look at and say, nah, I'm not going to include that as, as being really indicative of the normal operation of this system. And now that we have that, we can start talking about how we will know the changes we make actually caused improvement. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about in episode four. So, uh, again, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Twitter, you can look for me on QI Punks. Uh, drop a line. Leave a comment. Something you dislike. Something that you think should be done better. Uh, you don't like the tone of my voice. There's not a whole lot I'm going to be able to do to change that. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but things that you think are going well, things you'd like to hear more of. Or if you work on quality improvement stuff, or you're a clinical educator, you're a field paramedic, and you're like, man, there's a thing in my system that absolutely drives me nuts, and I don't know where to start. Uh, reach out. We can crowdsource some information. We can work on all this stuff together, and we can start making our systems better. So I will see you in episode four. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening.